Hello, I'm Jeremy. That is SV3. It is FMC. Look how happy this man is after last night. Do you have a song this week? Do you do you want to praise Lord LeBron? Do you want to praise Austin? Him? Reeves? Do you want to play, praise Mr. Fourth Quarter? D'Angelo? Ice Russell? Do you want to praise Anthony Defensive Davis? Who else? Who else we got out there? I feel I did a good job with the with the names there. I think SV three. I feel like I did a good uh, job there. Excellent. Roy Hachimura. Roy Hachimura. Roy Hachimura. Now, now, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen. I'm glad y'all came to today's episode of LMC. LMC at the Church of Laker Nation. We are here to, uh, to 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 praise the Lord because yesterday was a great day. Yesterday was a was a great day in uh, downtown Los Angeles, Crypto.com Arena. It's been a great weekend. Uh, we, we 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 praise we praise at the altar of uh, the Jesus Christ, the Black Jesus Christ of of professional basketball. Uh, you know his name is LeBron James. LeBron James, because you know, you had them heathens, them heathens, them heathens by the name of Dylan Brooks. Dylan Brooks trying to play uh, a wrestling heel, trying to be all heelish, saying that he don't respect the greatest score, the greatest score, the all-time great score in NBA history. He said, you got to drop folding on me or, uh, or I don't respect you. And you know, you know, it was like, it was like, it was like Adam and Eve when the, when the snake in the garden of Eden tried to tempt, tried to tempt uh, Eve with the apple saying, you got to eat the apple. And it, and it made Adam and Eve get shunned by God because they, because Eve ate the apple and then she gave it to Adam and Adam ate the apple and they they god told them not to eat the apple just like darvin hand told lebron james you don't need to drop 40 you don't need to drop 40 and you know what unlike adam and eve unlike adam and eve y'all lebron james he listened he listened to his leader he listened to his coach and he was like, I don't need to drop 40 on Dylan Brooks. I don't need Dylan. I don't need the devil's respect. I don't need the devil to show me acknowledgement. I don't need the devil calling me out. So you know what he did? You know what he did, Jeremy? You know what he did find people of the LMC community? You know what he did? You know what he did? He gave him a 40 piece. But you know how he split up the 40 piece? He was like, he was like, you get some food and you get some food. I'm going to get 22 points. I'm going to get 20 rebounds. The oldest player in NBA basketball playoff history to drop a 20-20 piece on his head and you know how Shaquille O'Neal Shaquille O'Neal a former a former apostle of the Laker Nation you know what he said he was like you you, you add 20 to 20 and that's a 40 piece and I was like yeah yeah you know what it is all about but you know here at the LMC, the LMC at the Church of Liquor Nation. You know what you came for. You know what you're here for. You're here to talk about him. You're going to talk about him. Amazing grace, how sweet. 
the sound that saved a wrench like me. Say a wrench? Yeah, that's what it says. <laughs> and I was, was lost. I was once lost. We were two and 12. But now I'm found. We are 3-1 against the Grizzlies. But I was blind. I was blind. I couldn't see the Lakers in the second round. But now I see. We're not even going to the, just the second round. We're going to the conference finals, mother. Yeah. The hymn. The hymn this week is to talk about him. Him, Austin Reeves, the Billy Hole, the Billy Hole of NBA basketball, the heir apparent to Larry Bird. You know what he did? You know what he did? They everybody used to say, they used to say, Jeremy, they used to say, LMC Nation, they used to say, LMC community, that you know, Michael Jordan, Michael Jeffrey Jordan was the greatest player of all time. And you know what? Some other people, if you're a newer basketball fan, they say LeBron James, LeBron James is the greatest basketball player of all time and you know what number they both shared 23 23 is our number of the day you know why you know why jeremy because 23 is what austin reeves him 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 and that is what him dropped last night to lead the Los Angeles Lakers in scoring. And I told you before, I told you once, I told you twice, I told you three, four, five times, Anthony Davis, he could be a top five, top five MVP candidate on some days. But someday, he's sometimes AD for all day. And then sometimes he's AD for always disappointed. And he was a little disappointed last night. But you know who stepped up? You know who filled the void? When your brother is weak, when your brother's not feeling too well, you gotta pick him up. You gotta pick him up. You gotta pick him up. You gotta go like Hulk Hogan when, he, when he's about to mighty slam Andre and Jay. He's like, Rim. You gotta pick your brother up. And that's what Austin Reeves did. He picked his brother up, always disappointed. He was like, you're not gonna disappoint this time. All you gotta do is play some defense. I'm gonna drop 23 on the head. You know, 23 was also uh, Anthony Davis, old number two. So we, gonna, we went full circle. We hit the Michael Jordan, we hit the LeBron Davis, we hit the Anthony Davis, and we hit Austin Reeves. It's a full circle. And Oh, we are, we are three one, we are three one, ladies and gentlemen. It's a wrap in this case. Oh my God, I'm feeling, I'm feeling, I'm feeling the, I'm feeling the Holy Ghost. Oh my God, it's here, it's here. We can do it. It's this close, it's this close. We won't win away. We won't win away. It's either happening in Memphis, no, if you but, right, no, if you but, or it's happening in Los Angeles. We love LA. We love it. Yes, we love LA. So we're not gonna do it on game six. I'll give them game five. You gotta you gotta let the Memphis Grizzly fans be all happy for an instant. But we're gonna get the job done. We're gonna get the we ain't gonna go to game seven. We're gonna get the job done. We're not gonna be like the last seven seed Laker team. 
that blew a 3-1 lead. I remember. I remember Kobe Bain Bryant, my favorite player of all time. I remember against the, the Phoenix Suns when he hit the jumper, when he hit the jumper. You know why? Because LeBron James, LeBron James, he comes through in the clutch. You know what they used to say, Jeremy? They used to say LeBron James ain't clutch. Not only did he hit the game tying bucket, he hit the game tying bucket, but he dropped a, he dropped a piece on the pieces of the Memphis Grizzlies in overtime and hit the game sealer. You can talk all the trash you want, all the trash you want in the chat. We got Ashok, who's a Phoenix Suns fan. The Phoenix Suns, if they wasn't facing the most disappointing, most unreliable superstar in NBA history, like Kawhi Leonard, you would be out in the first round. We all see it. We all see it. Y'all overrated. Y'all overrated. But you know who's not overrated? It is the Los Angeles Lakers because the only thing we do over is we overcome. We overcame 2-12. and 12. We overcame being a, a 13th seed a month away from the end of the season. And we're overcoming the number two seed, Memphis Grizzlies. Ooh, 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 Jamie. Jamie, I need a breath. I need a drink. Oh, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I didn't know how long that was going to go. If the Lakers, I if they friggin' if they if they uh <laughs> if the Lakers get out of the first round, I don't know what you're gonna do. But if the Lakers win a title, I'm just gonna start the show and just <laughs> pop myself off screen and just be like, <laughs> got nothing to say, got nothing to say. <laughs> Are you good? Oh my God, that was epic. I felt the Holy Ghost. I felt the Holy Ghost. I felt the Holy Ghost. Oh, man. Welcome to FMC. He's Jeremy. I'm SP3. Oh, shit. Bless you for that. I. You definitely got a second wife as a preacher somewhere, somewhere out there. Like bit life or something, just preacher the entire time. Oh my gosh, that was so good. I we're obviously gonna talk about the Lakers. I mean, I don't know what I can add to the conversation after that, honestly. I have no idea. I have less to say about the Lakers and more to say about Dylan Brooks, this fucking guy. Uh yeah. But I do want to get to these super chats from our pal Jake Shaw because uh he's having a rough morning. And I understand why. And we love Jake on the show. He's always been very supportive. Hey, he's, he's the champion of our first ever fantasy. Isn't he the champ? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, always been a long-time supporter. So Jake says, morning, guys. Just want to say, uh, stop playing say sports are incredibly dumb. True. And that the thumbnail feels like a personal attack on me. <laughs> not a personal attack on you, Jake. I promise you, not a personal attack on you. A, a personal attack on the algorithm is what I was going for there. Um <laughs> Uh, need y'all to talk me off or on the ledge after another playoffs of being out coached, but bucks should be fire, bud, higher nurse. I got my home. Let's talk about the, the bucks. I owe, I owe, uh, old playoff Jimmy buckets an apology there. Uh, he's inconsistent. I, I stand by, he can be inconsistent in the playoffs. I do stand by that, but when he is consistent and when he comes to play for these big games, 
this man comes to play. They had no business being in that game last night. They were thoroughly outplayed in the first quarter outside of like 22 points from Butler. The team had 28 overall Miami, and Butler had 22 of them by himself. He doesn't play that well. That's a blowout from the start. Still should have been largely a blowout because they were up 10 in the fourth quarter, at least 10. I, I legitimately, I turned the game off. I was like, oh, Bucks don't have this. Like, it's it's whatever. And then I started seeing all the clips of like, oh boy, Jimmy Butler is going ham. So I turned it back on and Jimmy Butler was going ham on him. I don't want to say like, hey, you just live with some of the shots Jimmy Butler's making. Jimmy Butler's not a known three-point assassin or anything. No. And he's out here knocking down step-back threes and crossover threes and everything. It's like, okay, look, Jimmy Butler's going to hit these shots. Jimmy Butler's going to hit these shots. The bigger concern is uh, Budenholzer because he's been – they won the title a couple years ago in spite of that man. Giannis said, you know what, poor coaching, doesn't matter. I'm going to overcome this. This is the greatness of Giannis right here. He's like, I'm going to overcome the shitty coaching. I'm still going to just go out there and win this title. They won the title in spite of that man. And, man, they – this first round has not been good on on Bud. Uh, you can make the Giannis argument that he missed most of game one. Okay, they lost. They won game two, didn't have Giannis. They they lost game three, wasn't really a competitive game, didn't have Giannis. Lost game four, should have. They had Giannis, were up big in the fourth. They no it. reason to lose that game. No reason to lose that game. Miami doesn't have Tyler Hero, and I'm not trying to compare Giannis to Tyler Hero because that's – different realms of, of but he's elite here. he's in their top three top three best players on that he's their second i mean the way yeah. bam out of bayou plays like he's, he's their true. second player he's definitely their their second best scorer outside of butler like hero is very important to that miami team and him is a big depth loss like come i mean not not even depth loss can second second best player second best score like Giannis is Giannis, but still the bucks have an overall better team when you take off Giannis from, from the Bucks and Hero from the Heat. They can't lose that game. They can't lose that game, but bless Jimmy Butler for, for what he did last night. That was an amazing, amazing performance. And I'm not willing to fully write off the Bucks on this. Maybe I'm a little crazy. Like, it's 3-1. They still got Giannis. They still have the best player in the league. Butler is going to I, – I don't know if he's going to need 57 again. But he's going to need another big game in these next three because the rest of that team ain't doing too much. Yeah, he, he's definitely I, – I, I tried to tell Jeremy that too. I tried to tell him. I was like, I, I, it's because my Los Angeles Lakers, we saw it up close and personal. We had that series against Miami in 2020 kind of sealed up, and then Jimmy had one of those Jimmy Buckets games. And I was just – he always does. He always he does. does. He comes through regardless of how inconsistent he can be in the regular season. And he can be. Don't get it twisted. He can be very inconsistent in the regular season. He always comes through in the playoffs with one of these games. But this was possibly one of the greatest playoff games I've ever seen. Like, this was just next level. He could not miss. Uh, he kind of just put the whole team on his back and led them to that Comeback led them to win, and the Milwaukee Bucks. It's like, man, I don't. There, there's a few teams that have been very disappointing 
in this first week and a half of the playoffs, but the Milwaukee Bucks, you know, you can, you can blame the Giannis injury all you want. You completely blew that game last night. You completely blew the game. You had the game all sealed up and you took your, your foot off the gas. Like I was up here as a Laker fan, getting mad at the Lakers for taking their foot off the glass in the first half, because we almost was about to blow uh, Memphis out of the gym in the first half last night, like we did on Saturday, but we took our foot off the gas. They got within two at halftime, and I put out the tweet, and they saw it, and they motivated themselves. But with the Bucks, man, y'all, y'all had the lead through three quarters. Through three quarters was dominant. And then just completely took your foot off the gas, and you can't do that against Jimmy Bucket. Jimmy Buckets will come through. It doesn't matter how many teams he's been on, how many teams he's made a mess of the locker room. He comes through when he has to, and he could put the team on his back. And that was a fabulous performance, one of the best performances, the greatest uh, performance by a Miami Heat player in, in playoff history and one of the greatest performances, period, in playoff history right, last night. Jimmy Butler... I owe him an apology. I owe him an apology. He showed up for these playoffs, man. He showed up. And I I don't – it's not that I doubted that Butler wouldn't have this big game or two. He always does. It's a matter of doing it the the entire series to, to lead the team. And so far, he's been very consistent in this series. I think he's going to need another big game. Not 57 or 56 probably going to need like another 35 40 point game if they want to close this series out because they ain't getting a whole lot of help from from the rest of the team right yeah. now it is insane that the bucks are still they're not favored to win this series at this point it shouldn't be they're down three one but the line is a lot closer than it probably should be given that they are down three to one a lot of faith in Giannis. i understand that i completely understand a lot of faith in Giannis. i still think the bucks are the overall better team a lot of stock putting into the the heat regular season i'm not con- conspiracy theory of like oh the heat tanked so they could get the bucks in the first round this is the same bucks team that whipped their ass two years ago and and Bryn forbes is out here outscoring jimmy butler in the playoffs like and, and that's where i kind of doubted Butler of like, look, man, th- this Bucks team just doesn't seem like the best matchup. And I know what happened in the bubble happened, but yeah. this ain't the bubble anymore. Um, but but this, is, this is, if you're, if you're the Miami Heat, it's like who you be more confident against. They had a more dominant performance against the Celtics than they did the Bucks, even in the bubble uh, in that playoff series. They kind of, they kind of threw, they kind of played the Celtics out the freaking gym in the bubble. So I, you would think they would want to win that first play-in game and get the Celtics. But, I mean, losing that play-in game seems to have worked out well for them, at least better than how it's worked out for the Atlanta Hawks. Like, like it's it's looking good for Miami right now. I, I would still think I'm going to have faith in Giannis as one of the best players in this league that he can at least get this to a game seven. But, man, there's a lot of teams who we we favored in these series that are now down 3-1, and it's not looking like all these series are even going to get to a game seven. The thing with the, the Bucks is Bud's been the issue for the longest time. I know Bucks fans have always – had an issue with him. They won the title a couple years ago, largely in spite of him. The offense is what it is in the half court. It's a very much reliance on, hey, hope 
hope Giannis makes plays, hope they hit some threes type thing. And then in the playoffs, they typically just go cold from three. And then teams figure out how to kind of guard Giannis a little bit better. Like sometimes it doesn't matter. That guy's so good. It, it just doesn't matter. But you could have like a scheme better in the playoffs than you're going to try to scheme from season to season. When it comes to when it comes to Miami, I bought into their regular season because if a team tells you who they are after 82 games, that's typically who they are. I don't know if Miami was just playing possum the entire season. Let's tank for Milwaukee. I don't think that's the case at all. I still think Miami was a good team for a large part of the season. Do I think they maybe held some stuff back? Maybe, but I just don't think they were largely a good team because you don't want to risk it like that. Like, hey, let's lose the first play play in game just to maybe get the ball. Because they nearly lost to the Bulls as well. Like, exactly. There's no sense in playing. There's no sense in playing stupid games like that just to get the Bucks. And it's like, oh, let's face the Bucks. Like that's not the easiest matchup in the world. Let's be honest. So I really think that Miami Spolster is a better coach than Bud. And Spolster in a playoff series should rarely be doubted. Jimmy Butler in, in these playoff series, I'm I'm an idiot. He should probably shouldn't be doubted at this point. Jimmy Butler, man, what can you say? He he freaking yeah. Trey Trey says I thought it was over when Hero got hurt. I I didn't think it was over, but like I said, when Giannis got hurt and Hero got hurt, like team wise, it was still okay. The Bucks are the better team. Jimmy Butler, obviously the the best player out of these yeah. guys, especially Middleton, doesn't seem like full form Middleton. Yeah, he's been he's been very good this series, but not like full and he got form. but he got fouled out last night on a huge yeah. down the stretch, huge play where uh, Jimmy went to the hole and he fouled him. I think that that was an and one too, so it was like the double whammy. He scored and won, and you got fouled out the game. Uh, Middleton is still it still seems like he's not all the way right, but he's at like at least 90 percent. So. Hopefully, I mean Drew Holiday, he had a stupid turnover late. Drew too. is a weird player in that everyone loves him for, for good reason. Defensively, great, can, can make plays offensively, whether it's for himself or for others. He just his decision making, and this happened last year with them as well. Like he does not give you, I think, the, the full scope of what he probably should give you like it just seems like he should be a little bit better than he is he can have the great game but like when he has a bad game it really sticks out especially when you when you have a team with Giannis and and Middleton I like I really like Drew Holiday it's not that oh I wouldn't have Drew Holiday on my team man he just makes some bad decisions at the wrong times and it it, it sticks out like I think overall and when, when they won the title he was fantastic last year for yeah. the most part he was really good. But in the games that they lost last year, it was a lot of it kind of fell on Drew of like, man, if Drew Holiday was just a smidge better, they'd probably win that game. And that's that's kind of how it goes for, for, for Milwaukee. It was just like, man, if Drew Holiday hits this three or that three or makes this play, they'd probably win this game. You just, you just want a little bit more out of Drew Holiday. So what do you say? Do you think that Milwaukee makes this a game seven, a seven game series? Or do you think that Miami has just like basically mentally checked them out and, and is going to win? And that's where that's, that's kind of the thing, right? Is that the mental game is a big part of it because 
you know, Miami is clearly feeling themselves. They got all the momentum right now. Jimmy Butler ain't going to be broken in any type of way. Spolster is no. a better coach than Bud. Like just there's levels to it. And Spolster is way level or on a much different level than, than Bud. Look, I'm not going to sit here and say that this series is over when I pick the Bucks to win this series. They still have Giannis. I, Giannis, like, there is a mental component to it. I don't think Giannis is a guy who's getting broken mentally, though. That yeah. that's, the, that's the thing. I don't think Giannis is going to sit there and be like, oh, well, what can we do? I, I think Giannis is a guy who's going to be like, you yeah, know, fuck this. Like, here's what we're going to do. Now, does he have the does he have the physical ability right now? Cause I don't think he's like fully 100% and 90% Giannis is still better than most of the league, but I don't think he's fully 100%. So he's going to need some help. He's going to need drew holiday to be a little bit better. He's going to need Middleton to be, he's going to need bud to be a little bit better. He's hey, Brook Lopez Drew's had a huge game. Brooke Lopez, former Laker. Great. Had Brooke a huge Lopez. game. He was great. Like I, I don't think Giannis is a guy who's just going to be like, all right, well let's pack it in everybody. It, Saying a team's going to come back from 3-1, like it, it rarely happens except for the year that it happened every single series, it seems like, uh, 2016. Um, it's a, it does feel a lot more common because of that year. Uh, yeah. It just is like, yeah, okay, yeah, like it can it can kind of happen. I'm not writing off the, the Milwaukee Bucks after after last night. I, you got to favor the Heat. There's no – you got to favor the Heat at this point. You'd be foolish not to. But do I think, would I be surprised if the Bucks win? No, I wouldn't. They still got the best player. They still have the best player. Sorry, yeah, we, we just have to get that best player to more than, I think he's at like 80% right now. He's not even at like the full like 90. He's at 75, 80%. And you're going to need him to, to get healthy in a short amount of time, it seems like. So I'm hoping that uh, he can do that because once again, the Bucks was my pick to win the whole championship this year. I didn't want to be right about Jimmy Buckets. I said I literally I said Bucks in five because I just expected Jimmy Buckets to have this one game, and that's the game they would win in Miami. I didn't expect the game one win. I didn't expect all of this, but here we are, three-one lead. Hopefully, the Bucks can make this a series. But I don't know about every other series that's three-one right now. And congrats to the Sixers. Sixers getting up the sweep, like I predicted. And the Nets, they like, nobody had hope for the Nets, right? Like they 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 just weren't a good team, especially after the trade, everything. They they got that seed because of the work that Durant and Kyrie did before everything yeah. blew up. But hey, the Sixers got the job done without Embiid. That, well, they, yeah, this is what I was saying. Like the Nets had a chance to steal game three because Harden got ejected. And so they, they could have stolen that game. And then game four, they had a chance because Embiid didn't play. The Nets just, they weren't good. And this is what I mean about like bad teams showing themselves. Like we knew who the Nets were coming coming into this. And I thought the Heat were of similar. I didn't think they were bad as the Nets. I would honestly no. pick the Heat to beat the Nets in a playoff series. Um, but the, these teams usually, they tell you who they are through 82 games. And I thought that this is who Miami was. And Jimmy Butler was like, oh, you're dumb. So let's Jimmy Butler and all his coffee. I'll pay 20 bucks for your coffee, Jimmy Butler. Outrageous prices. Jimmy Buckets. Ben Sim- I, forgot, I forgot Ben Simmons was still on the Nets. He doesn't play for them. Like, no. I assume he's just hurt. I don't think they're like fully benching him. I assume he's just 
hurt. I think like, it's a little bit of both, honestly. Yeah. I think well, he's always gonna be hurt. It just seems like he's just he's like Kawhi Leonard. They are they are just they're they're hurt in the brain. That's what I think they are. It's a mental thing where they can't they can't fight through pain. Like Anthony Davis been fighting through pain. He's been having a bad hit, but he's still been playing despite what y'all say about him. But guys like Ben Simmons, guys like Kawhi Leonard, I think it's a mental game. They can't get through the pain too often. Uh, Kawhi can have 38 points with pain, and then he won't show up for the rest of the season. Let's not, let's not, uh, let's not go with the mental stuff i don't know what it is with with ben simmons and i think ben simmons is is hurt and then i don't know if he he just he doesn't fit that team anyway Kawhi, i feel bad for Kawhi because uh, he was great in game one he was playing well in game two fighting through the pain and i do i feel bad for you don't want to see the best players out there sv3 i want to see the best players out there and healthy yeah i want to see the best players out there but guess what? Kawhi Leonard, I don't think he's one of the best players. I think that when I he's healthy, he's not one of the best players. For once, I am going to be in full agreement with Stephen A. Smith. Kawhi okay. Leonard is one of the worst superstars in NBA history. In NBA history, you can't rely on him. What is you that can't mean? rely on you can't rely on him. He doesn't he doesn't market or promote your franchise like any other superstar will because he has no personality. Uh you you He does you have live- a personality. He just doesn't care to do that shit. Like he doesn't have a personality. You've seen him laugh. He's in commercials. You know, he, he, you've seen him laugh. He don't have a person. Yeah, I seen the commercial where he said, "Oh, we're taking over Los Angeles." He had the king crown. He was trolling LeBron. And what yeah. happened? What what happened? What's He's trying to show the, personality. What's happened the last four years? What's happened the last four years, Clippers fans? I want you to ask yourself Is that. It, I want I'm you fine to ask with you, the Clippers. We got all ask, them draft picks from the Clippers. Hey, Keep sucking. Oh, uh, well, I know you. I know you all finding dead. <laughs> I'm talking to the Clippers fans out there. I was like, you, you had the bubble where everybody said you were the favorites in the bubble, and you choked a 3-1 lead, and you lost. You got eliminated. Then the following year, Kawhi gets hurt. You get all the way to the conference finals, and you lose. You lost. You lost with Paul George. What happened last year? You lost to to what? Who was it? Dallas, the Dallas Mavericks? I don't even remember at this point. Y'all just lose, and y'all lose, and y'all lose, and you're going to lose again to a team if you had a more reliable superstar than Kawhi Leonard. You would win. Even with Kawhi and no Paul George, you would have won this series. I That's, the, that's the, the take that I had from watching this series with the way Russell Westbrook has played. And, you know, I, I said it, I said it what, a few weeks ago. I said it last week. Hey, I apologize to Russell Westbrook. He's not washed. He's still got that dog in him. He's still got that Oklahoma City thunder of Russell Westbrook in him. If you had that with game two, Kawhi, 
You would have beat the Phoenix Suns with no Paul George. And that is what I wanted, honestly. For once, I wanted y'all to, to, to be a better team than I expect y'all to be, Clippers. Because you know what? I think I don't like the Phoenix Suns more than I don't like the Clippers. So I wanted that to happen. And that would have just been the biggest pie in the face of the Phoenix Suns that they lost without one of your superstars. And and you had them up against a wall. But because Kawhi Leonard is not reliable, it's just so disappointing. Like, Teron Lou, I feel so bad for this man. This man looks so dejected during the post-game interviews. He don't know what's going on. He found out Kawhi was going to be out of game three, like, a couple of hours before the game. And it's just like, what happened? He dropped 38. He dropped 38. What's going on? What's going on, Kawhi? You can't fight through the pain. This is the time when you don't do load management. You don't, you did load management the whole year, so this wouldn't happen in the playoffs. And then it happens again and again and again and again and again. What? The most unreliable, the worst superstar. In, in, I'm not going to even say one of. I am just gonna pay. I'm gonna put in definite one of the worst and most unreliable superstars in NBA history. The worst, the worst, the most unreliable superstar in NBA history. Kawhi Leonard. What does worst superstar in NBA history? Because of everything that you're supposed to do as a superstar. You are supposed to deliver. You're supposed to fight through all the pain. You're supposed to you're supposed to be reliable. Reliability is probably the most the the biggest thing of being a superstar in the NBA. If you are the superstar of your team, they have to rely on you. And he's with the fact that he is the most unreliable, it makes him the worst. Unreliability equals worse when it comes to NBA superstars, in my opinion. You have to do one or the other or both. And most of the time, if you're a superstar, you have to do both. You have to be reliable and you have to at least have a personality to promote your team. And he has neither. He has neither. He's neither reliable nor does he have a personality. It's just so disappointing because this was a guy that we were saying was one of the greatest NBA players of all time because he played with a chip on his shoulder in 2019 to prove the, the San Antonio Spurs wrong. You had trainers and doctors for the San Antonio Spurs get fired because of this man. Because they, they were like, they were like, well, he looked healthy to me. We we tested him out. He was healthy. And then he said he wasn't. He wasn't ready. And then he shows up in Toronto. And it's all fine and dandy there. He's all because he got a chip on his shoulder. Canadian medicine. The old Canadian medicine. Free health care. Free healthcare. That's <laughs> might be on to something there. But yeah, this and this man goes to the Clippers and basically mortgages their 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 future for for Paul George because he wouldn't come to the Clippers unless they had Paul George and LeBron tried to help him out. LeBron tried to extend his hand. He tried to extend his hand. He's like, come to the Lakers. You want to come to Los Angeles? There's only one team in Los Angeles to come to. And he told him that. And then if you're in Los Angeles, you, 
LeBron probably would have had two uh, players that get injured a lot on his team, but but Kawhi could Kawhi could could take off. He could take he could relax and be like LeBron is the main star. I'm the secondary star. So then it's not really a big deal when he when he misses some games, when he gets injured, when he has the mystery injury that keeps him out of playoff games. It would not be such a big deal as it is with the Clippers. This is all Kawhi's fault. This is a this is a whole problem of his doing. I don't know that man's health. I don't know how injured he he actually is i would like to think that if he could play basketball he would be out there and playing basketball should he you know if he's 80 percent, should he play through the pain it's the playoffs maybe but if he doesn't want to risk his long-term health for that then what are you going to do wants to play longer wants to extend his career Load management is a discussion that you could really dive into because I don't know how helpful that is because the whole point of load management is like, oh, well, you rest up to get to the playoffs and then everybody's healthy. Some guys are just hurt. How they get hurt, I think Paul George said it like has to do with like conditioning. And, but we and saw Paul training. George get hurt. This is the difference between this is why this is a first that I'm that I'm that I'm disparaging the Clippers. But notice, Jeremy, Mate, I did look, not say one bad thing about Paul George because we saw him get hurt. We didn't see what happened to Kawhi. He looked perfectly fine in game two, dropped the 38, and then he's just, oh, he's hurt. He, he did. Play. He was hurt. at the In game two, he was laboring. Hey, Chris Paul, like, pushed him, and he was laboring. Chris Paul, sneaky, sneaky, dirty player. Um, he And he was laboring off of that, though. I don't know how this man's body works. Right, it seems like Kawhi Leonard gets hurt just like stepping down some stairs. So I could totally believe that this man gets hurt just walking onto a basketball court and playing the physicality of basketball. Joel Embiid hurts himself by falling down on every play. Like, what, what are we doing here? I don't know we how. We see that. We see that. We did not see. So that's what we need. We need Kawhi yeah. Leonard like falling over like oh we, that's where the injury happened we need to see him get hurt because all all we're seeing is wear and tear and he just can't push his body through anthony davis y'all have literally called him said he said he's made of glass but this man keeps falling and he gets back up he's selling he's selling the the, the hip better than wrestlers nowadays and he is out there still playing through the pain lebron james at 38 years old this man year 20 his body is not a hundred percent at all this man was injured like a month ago and he's out here balling and playing. What is up with Kawhi Leonard? Kawhi Leonard is because we've seen him at the highest level. We've seen him win the NBA play uh, the NBA finals as him as the number one option with free health care in Toronto. And he chose to come to Los Angeles. He chose to troll LeBron James. And look what happened to him. He chose to stay in the projects instead of the luxury house across the street. And poor Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook went to the projects. He got them a new roof. He's he's, he's like he's like patching up the walls. And he's playing his heart out. 
and he's doing it with the most you unreliable. Russell Westbrook. He's you doing dropped it. him off in the projects and said, here, good luck, buddy. He's doing it with the most unreliable superstar in NBA history and Paul George. I don't have a word bad to say about Paul George because I seen it with my own eyes. I know why Paul George ain't there. What do the Clippers do when they, I'm not going to say if, when they lose this series? Because there are a lot of teams that have questions right now. And we'll, we'll kind of go through a little bit. Look, these series are not fully over, but these teams that we're about to talk about are down 3-1, and it ain't looking great for them. And the teams right now are Cleveland, who I think has been the most disappointing. Oh, yes. In the, in the playoffs, I guess. I'm sure Romeo's talking a lot of shit. Um, but I think they've been the most disappointing team in, in the playoffs. I expected much bigger fight from them. You know, I've I've railed against Donovan Mitchell before. I, I think that Donovan Mitchell has become uh everyone is just like, oh, great playoff performer, Donovan Mitchell, because of what he did against Carmelo Anthony and the Thunder uh the in his rookie season in the playoffs. He's Otherwise, Mitchell well since then he's been fine, but what's he doing this year? What's he doing this year? It was well for three team. games. He it just he got shut down by that defense. But the Knicks, supposed to be his best team. The Knicks are showing us what we thought Cleveland would show us that they are just the more physical, defensive-minded team. And we should have expected this with Tom Thibodeau as their coach. This has been this has been a coaching masterclass by Tom Thibodeau. Him sitting, sitting Julius Randle, uh, you know, doing uh, playing with the lineups the way he has, putting the ball in R.J. Barrett's hand and Jalen Brunson. Jalen Brunson has been the best player on the court in this series so far. He's been amazing, and he shut me up. I can admit when I was wrong, I was wrong about Jalen Brunson. I sat up here on this show and said the Knicks overpaid for Jalen Brunson, but through 82 games of the regular season, and then so far four games, a 3-1 lead for them against the Cleveland Cavaliers, he shut me the hell up. He smacked me across the face and said, how dare you? I, I deserve every single penny, and he does. He The Knicks look like they're about to move on to the next round. What they do in the next round, it's going to be very interesting if Miami beats uh, the Bucks because the Knicks may find themselves in the conference finals with, uh, with how these playoffs are playing out. And who would have thunk that? I I don't think many people. <laughs> I don't think a lot of Nick fans would have thunk yeah, that. Yeah, Cavs have been disappointing. I I expected them to. I thought this series would be pretty close. Like the Knicks have been like, largely good for most of the season. I mean, they're they're five seed for a reason. It's not like they were too far behind the Cavs or anything. I thought that thought the Cavs would be better. They just they just haven't been. I don't think the Cavs are a team that has to take a too hard of a look this offseason. I think they yeah. just bank on some internal growth from guys like Mo- Mobley's only in like year two. Yeah. Garland's in like year two or three. It's year one with Mitchell as part of that nucleus. I think they just bank on some internal growth, maybe make moves around the edges type things. The teams that like the Bucks are going to have questions. I think you should fire Budenholzer if you if you lose this series. You know, People yeah. have been saying hire Nick Nurse. Yeah, like – like Nick Nurse has got his own questions, though. The fact that everyone's like, oh, Toronto has this great team on paper, and then for some reason it doesn't work out. I still think Nick Nurse is a good coach. I I think it's an upgrade over Bud. 
But let's not act like Nick Nurse. If he was that good, he would have gotten that Toronto team a little bit further, at least into the playoffs. So, yeah. Our still question was Nick Nurse, but Toronto's probably going to blow part of that team up. Um, you, you have, and then you have Memphis. And Memphis, I didn't believe in them for most of the season. Memphis is a team that I just do not buy. I didn't buy them last year and lost to the Warriors. I didn't buy them this year. I thought they were going to lose to the Lakers. I didn't. I thought it would go seven. You know, it, it might only go six. Might only go five. I thought they were going to lose the Lakers. I didn't buy Memphis because it's just it just seems like such a regular season. Memphis is the new Utah Jazz. Like, oh, cool. You had a nice little regular season. Great. You you played really hard and played really well when the Stars just didn't really give a shit during the regular season. You cared about those November games when Steph was like, eh. LeBron was like, eh. All these guys don't care about those November games. They Memphis cared about those November games. And then we get into the April games. It's like, oh, wait. Now we see there's a level. To this now we see Steph and LeBron and these guys. Oh, okay, yeah, they care about these games. I don't know what you do with Memphis. Dylan Brooks, I think that guy's just one. He's not good. He's just not good. I, I guess he's defensively allegedly good. I haven't really. He's just seen annoying. Him. Yeah, That's all he really is. He's Lance Stevenson at this point. Like he's Lance, Lance Stevenson's. He's washed Ruben Patterson. He's like, 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 yo, like if there was ever an example in professional sports of front running bitches, it would be the Memphis Grizzlies. My dude, you were talking all that smack after game two. You lose game three. You don't want to talk to the media. You lose game four. You're like, I'm out to the media. Yo, that is the most front running Pussy stuff that I have ever seen in professional sport. Y'all talk all that smack. All that smack. And then you do all this. Come on, man. That that's just an annoying team where they're they're annoying and they're just not great. Like if they're having fun and stuff, you know, people were like, oh, look how fun Memphis is having with Ja and other and other people are like, oh, well, this is annoying. Like they're front running, and they kind of are. I like, I fully, I fully agree with that. There's a difference between having fun when they're like celebrating wins and dancing and, and things like that when you when you're winning games and stuff, That's and then all doing, good. yeah, but and then doing this shit in the playoffs when it's like, oh, okay, it's a one-one series. Let me just poke the bear, as, as people have have come out and said, and LeBron. He's talking about, oh, we don't need, you know, he's got to drop 40 on me. LeBron don't give a shit about scoring like that anymore. I really don't think he cares. Like, could LeBron do that still? Maybe. Maybe. It, it, he's 38 years old. The foot is, I don't know how bad it is. I think it's 100% no. But LeBron certainly is just, Le, LeBron ain't, ain't the guy who's just going to go out there and get, get 40 like that at this point lebron would rather do 20 and 20 getting 20 rebounds by the way is no small feat like no. i know people saying that uh shack shack did it he hasn't done 2020 20 game for the lakers since 04 like getting 20 rebounds is no small feat that's still showing he's he's putting out there well, what was shack was shack was like what 31 32 and 04 lebron yeah. is 38 year 20 <laughs> year 20 well, 
LeBron would rather have like 25, 8, and 6 over getting 40 and just making the right plays. And then when he needs to step up, like he did last night, game time bucket at the end of the game, game ceiling bucket on Dylan Brooks, you're all in the foul on him in overtime. Like that's when it's like, okay, LeBron is still going to be out here and be in LeBron. Memphis, they got they got to get rid of Dylan Brooks. That's the first thing I would do. Other guys, like is Ja the guy who, I mean, they, they won the game without Ja. Do I think they're a better team without Ja? No. Do I think they are constructed well for what Ja likes to do? Also, no. Not having Steven Adams is a big loss. He's a big part of that team. He's an adult on that team. Uh, where otherwise they they could be a little bit immature, especially Dylan Brooks, man. That dude is just, he's not even a good heel. He's not. He's not even a good heel. Because, you know, if you're going to talk all at least come to the press conference and just keep fucking talking. They just keep talking. You might make yourself look stupid. Fine. But to run away from it, is even worse. Is even worse. And when you can't back it up, when you have done nothing on the court, I tweeted. I tweeted. Uh, it was a, a remix of a Kanye West line. Kanye West is a great line that I love. People talk so much shit in the barber shop, they forget to get their hair cut. I love that line. <laughs> it's so good. And I, I remixed it to to apply to Dylan Brooks of like, Dylan Brooks talks so much shit in the gym, he forgot to get them shots up because this man. Ain't hitting nothing. Nope. He's too busy. He's too busy wor- worrying about the microphone in front of him than getting these shots up and putting in some work. The real work. This guy. This man thought he was like Ric Flair, Roddy Piper on the mic. And then he just turned out to be Disco Inferno. <laughs> like, yo, like you're not you're not that good of a heel. I feel I I want to apologize. I apologize to Ruben Patterson. Because Ruben Patterson used to call himself the Kobe stopper after Kobe dropped 40 on him. Like, he still was talking back in those Portland Trailblazers day. He would still be talking. But Dylan Brooks, he ran away. He ran away. As soon as things didn't go the way he wanted to, he had to cry to his mommy. He had to cry to his mommy. He couldn't show up to school. He didn't want to show up to school the next day. He was like, oh, I'm sick. I can't, I can't, I can't talk today. I can't do, I can't do the show and tell presentation. Like, come on, man. Like, so disappointing. I, Memphis, like I said, I'm going to, I'm going to give y'all game five, but I don't see this going seven games. I think that the, the Lakers in Los Angeles, especially with that Los Angeles crowd, man, LA came through. LA came through on Saturday, came through last night, supporting our team. The way we do first full capacity Laker games since what 2013? They was ready for that. They was ready for that. So I, I am glad to see uh you know LA come through the way they have. But man, Dylan Brooks, uh Dylan Inferno, however you want to call him, man, you just you you're you're not that. You're not that guy. You're not that guy. You need to sit down. Dylan Brooks in this series. Is averaging. Let me pull this up. Why, why, why am I having so much trouble just going to NBA.com here? 
Don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just to do the first four games of this series. And it's disappointing because Ja Ja delivered in game three. He had 45, but you could tell he was hurt last he, night. He delivered in game – he had 45 because it was a 30-point game, and then the Lakers were just like, yeah, sure, do what you want here. Go on a yeah. 20 – Ja Morant scores 22 straight, and the lead is down to 10. It's like it's not like he's – it's still a double-digit game here. Like, bless Ja. He's trying, but, you know, if he, he gives his effort. Well, one hand. Come on, we got to give him credit with one hand. Nah, look, I, I got no problem with, with Ja as far as like, the effort he gives. You know, some people, uh, who said, uh, Trey Jones, so someone needs to tell Ja he doesn't ever jump over everyone. Every single time, yeah, I was worried. We're, we're Dude, about that, that that, yeah, that charge because yeah. if LeBron's head wasn't there, I think I think Ja would have had like a broken tailbone by the yeah. way he was falling. Dylan Brooks, eleven points on thirty-three percent shooting and twenty-two percent from three, three rebounds, two point three assists, one point three turnovers, nearly four fouls a game. As well, <laughs> what are, what are we doing? Defensive Why is that rating. The guy talking. Why is he the one talking for the team? Defensive rating at a one hundred eight. He's a net rating of minus five point one. They're worse with him on the floor. He doesn't do anything on offense, and supposedly, for being a good defender, he ain't guarding anybody right now. Don't know what his value is to them. I don't know who they replace him with on the floor. Maybe you, you play John and Tyus Jones together, like, but I don't know what his value is at this point because he ain't helping you. And he's just getting you in more trouble talking shit when, when you don't. I don't understand these players, SP3. Maybe it's because I'm very like non-confrontational when it comes to this stuff. I don't understand these players of let me talk shit to statistically the greatest scorer of all time. Debatably the greatest player of all time, undebatably a top five, largely undebatably a top three player of all the time. great, the greatest small forward of all time. Yeah. Like I don't think there's we, a bait about that anymore. Right. Like what are we, why are we doing this? Is it because like, he even said it himself. You, you know the old pro wrestling adage, SB3, is don't bury your opponent. Because if you just call them a loser, they suck, they're weak, then you beat a loser who sucks and is weak. And if they beat you, you look like a fucking idiot. And exactly. That's where, and that's where Dylan Brooks is right now. It's like, oh, he's old. He can't do it anymore. It's like, okay, so if you beat an old LeBron James – congratulations and if lebron james comes out there and gives you a 2020 you just got your ass beat by 38 year old lebron james who you were talking all that shit don't do this especially when it comes to these great players like this lebron you know clay clay learned this and clay is actually good clay is actually a valuable player clay's going to the hall of fame clay will remind you any chance he gets how many rings he has granted he only had two at the time uh, and you only had three. He only had one at the time, actually, because then they won two with Durant, and then they won afterwards. Yeah, one afterwards. Yeah, Clay only had one at the time. He was talking all that shit. 
maybe you shouldn't talk shit when you only have one ring. Now Clay's got four. He's like, yeah, look how many I got. But remember, uh, Dylan Brooks was first talking crap to, to Clay. And look what happened to him. The, these guys happened. who haven't, you know, job, like I'm good in the West, like we're still the best in the West. I mean, if you haven't won anything, maybe just keep it down. A little bit just keep be a it little down. be a little bit humble like it's not it's not that big of a deal to be just a little bit more humble when you're playing sit down be humble that's it that's it pretty 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 sure yeah uh speaking of clay though the golden state warriors man tied up the series uh, that, that's been that, a good it's looking series. like it's, it's, a... it's looking like it's going seven I don't know. No De'Aaron Fox for the Kings now. That's that that's tough because this has been such a good series. I thought maybe well, I picked I picked the, the the Warriors in six, and I did not I did not relent on that after they were down 2-0 either. I don't I try not to change it just because okay they lost one game they lost two games. I picked I picked the Warriors in six. Feel more confident about that with uh, De'Aaron Fox being out. that It's such a bummer that Fox got hurt, though, and is going to miss game five. It doesn't, it doesn't feel, like, it doesn't feel as big now. It's like, all right, they beat, they beat the Kings. Still a good team. Like, the Kings are a deep team and everything, but they don't have the best player anymore. They don't have their best player anymore. And the Warriors still got to win on the road. They've not proven they can do that. feels like it's going to be a lot easier to win on the road with, with no De'Aaron Fox out there. I'm bummed about that because this has been such a good series. And this is a series that like, it looked like it was going seven. And now the, the second best player in the series, the best player on the other team gets hurt. It's unfortunate. Yeah, it is. It, it That's kind of been the one bummer about the playoffs so far is all the injuries. You know, uh, uh, yeah, I did spend a good five minutes dragging Kawhi Leonard, but I do agree that, yeah, you don't want to see all these great players have to sit out. Joel Embiid's had to set out, Uh, you know, and sometimes it's I hope- the in- injuries, their own doing. I'm just hoping they can, you know, Joel Embiid can come back. I'm hoping that uh, De'Aaron Fox, he's just going to be out for game five, that he can come back for game six, which would be very interesting. If the Warriors drop one game at home, in game seven, leaving it up to game seven would be very, very interesting. I want to see a seven-game series, and it seems like a lot of the the series that we thought were going to go seven games ain't going seven games. So this seems like the only one that is it's a viable kind of option but yeah i do agree that the aaron fox injury just came at the worst time possible for the kings i i was gonna say uh something i forgot what what uh what what portion i was gonna i didn't mean oh Embiid. thank you thank you matt pay for mentioning Embiid. i hope Embiid is back for the second round against boston i didn't need him against uh, Brooklyn clearly, uh, but hopefully he's back for the second round. Because this man's just got to stop falling. Like m- maybe he can't control it. Like maybe he is getting like banged around and pushed. Around, but like some of these, I, I don't know if you saw the clip on Twitter, but like some of them, it looked like he was barely pushed over. He was just falling for no reason. Well, you know when Bead tries to embellish, draw a foul, flop, all this stuff. Like you ain't hurting nobody but yourself when you're hitting the floor that many yeah. times 
he's he's just gotta he's gotta stop you're, you're, this. You're just taking you're just uh, putting the number up on your bump card, man. Yeah. I, I I love that. This is the show we don't talk about wrestling, but we've made multiple ref- analogies yeah. for wrestling for basketball. <laughs> just keep it consistent. I love it. <laughs> They they just, he's just gotta stop falling, man. Like it's it's annoying too because he's so good, and so like you probably just don't need to do this on every single play. It's so much. Like, all right, fine, I get it. Like you you fall every now and again, but some of it just it does look very purposeful. It's like what what are we yeah. doing out here? You can't tell me Joel Embiid, as big as strong as he is, is Spencer Dinwiddie get like gives him a little shove and Embiid is falling over acting like he just got punched in the face. Like Spencer Dinwiddie ain't that strong. Maybe he is. I don't know. Maybe Spencer Dinwiddie is the strongest man on the court. I just don't know, but I stop falling Joel Embiid. I hope he's healthy for the Boston yeah. series. Cause I, that, I don't know if that, that could be the best series of the playoffs if he is healthy or yeah. a, a healthier than he than he's been. Boston, uh, they got one more game, right? They're up three one, right? Yeah, they're up three one. They'll close that yeah. out. I, maybe tonight is. When yeah, I, I would think that they would close it out. I gave Atlanta one win. They got their one win, but I think that Boston's going to close that one out. Um, as far as I think the only series we haven't mentioned is Denver and Minnesota, which yeah. Anthony Anthony Edwards, man, I, t- I said he was good for one. He was good for one win, and he got us. So he got the one win down three zero. But yeah, it's about to be a wrap. Next game, Denver's yeah, gonna, he's, gonna yeah, it's it's just that's that's it for that. I I figured Minnesota would get one just because. Denver was going to not necessarily score around. I mean, they got that. Minnesota should have won that regulation. Minnesota yeah. almost. Nikola Jokic played like bananas in that game. What do you have? Yeah. Like a 40 point triple double? I mean, he had a triple double. His assists were uh, a little shy, I believe. Um, but yeah, I figured Memphis, Minnesota would get one. They got one. Nuggets will take care of business on, on home court. Uh, good playoffs so far. I'm looking forward to once the second round get started good playoffs because there's been some good drama with the the bucks losing uh which i didn't foresee and then uh the the grizzlies i mean i did foresee that but the the spectacular fashion that they have decided to lose which is great thank you los angeles lakers for giving us great content in the opening 10 minutes makes it easier for caden to clip it and Hopefully we got another good good hey, short. Caden did Caden did clips for the first time in about a year, and it was only because he cut a promo. Yeah, but even then, when he when he was on Spotlight and cut that promo on MJF, which was good, he didn't even clip that. So I don't don't bank on him clipping this. Caden asked me to do a uh, draft watch along this week for the NFL draft. I see. Are you guys doing one on true, true Hill sports? On, uh, yeah. True. Hill he sports. Okay. They are. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone, everyone go, we're not going to do a draft watch along. And the, the reason for that is, uh, what we're doing more wrestling content on this channel. So I don't want to screw up our algorithm and stuff even more by adding uh, a non wrestling type thing. And we don't talk a lot of football on this show. Like if it's basketball related, I'll, I'll kind of, I'll try to do that. Obviously we just had our interview with Mark Long, uh, drop so if it's you know if we can still tie things together in that sense especially because this is largely a basketball show 
That's right. Yeah. We don't talk a lot of football. A shock is asking who will the Carolina Panthers draft. We do have the number one overall pick. I assume it's Bryce Young. That's what everybody's saying. That's where everything seems to be leading. Hopefully he's good. <laughs> they gave up a lot. So hopefully he's good. Uh, yes, we shall. We shall Aaron, see. Aaron Rodgers to the Jets. Finally, Aaron got to the Jets. Good after for like a month of build up. <laughs> good for him. Our pal Cher Delaware is here. Hello, Cher Delaware. Hello. How are you? I am doing all right. How are you guys? Good. Doing good. well. I don't know. We talk about the challenge, even though I'm still one episode behind, but I'm getting there. I'm getting there. We can talk about our, our great interview with Mark Long that is up now on the on the site uh, on Fightful Overbooked and Fightful. So I, I I'd said this story on uh, in the weeds yesterday because this email came came to me as we were on in the weeds. So we interviewed Mark Long and we asked him like, "Hey, you're gonna be at Spring Breaking this year." Was there last year supporting Grayson Waller? Grayson Waller is uh, going for the title. I know we don't talk wrestling, but this is challenge and interview with Jason. Grayson Waller is going for the title, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm not going to be there. Going to visit. Going to be visiting my parents and everything." Like in the middle of in the weeds yesterday, he emails me and just like, "Jeremy, gonna be at spring breaking. Like, look for the announcers <laughs> to give me a shout out." And I'm like, "Yeah." <laughs> Now I gotta rewrite this article. Thanks, Mark. Gotta change, gotta change some wording here. Cause I had that article set to go. I was like, oh, this is timely. Like he's not gonna be at spring breaking. This is very timely for, for things. And he's emailing me, like, gonna be there. I was like, all right. So everybody look for our pal Mark Long at spring breaking tonight if you're watching NXT. I even worked it where I was able to do an article for Russell Talk. There reality, we go. reality TV legend will be at NXT Spring Breaking. <laughs> Absolutely. He's yes. great. He was he was messaging me after the show. Just like, oh, thanks, man, uh, for the, for the interview. I was like, hey, no problem. Putting over headlines and everything. Bless Mark Long. Yeah, he's awesome. He was great. He was great. He was a great interview. It was very fun. We look forward to hopefully seeing him back on the challenge one day. All right, let's actually update our. I'll spoil this for myself. It's it's fine. Yes, because I, I got a Canada. lot to say. I got a lot to say about this past week's episode. Oh my god. I am I have joined Cher officially in the We Hate Tory Club because <sighs> Jesus Christ. It's been it's been a, a slow buildup. So Jeremy, you've seen most of how how much she has been just totally ruining her team. Her and her and her and Danny physically have one of the best teams in here but they're just overall lack of chemistry lack of cohesion is systematically destroying them from within she, the wife just messaged me the tori she sucks the wife does not the wife does not watch the the challenge uh she knows she obviously knows about it through this show and just me in general she watched tori's season of are you the one she knows tori's like history when it comes to just dating and it just like doesn't like her immediately. So she, she already just hates Tori despite never seeing an episode of the challenge. So she, she supports your uh, dislike of Tori. It, it's, it's just, it's just mind boggling. It's just, it's so, but cause you, I think, well, you've seen the episode with bananas elimination. 
Yes. She pretty much sabotaged her own team by thinking that she could talk Kellyanne into just going along with Team USA's plan when Kel- and then Kellyanne is the MVP of the season so far. Can we just say that? She's been like, great. Yeah. She's been fantastic. The whole the whole beef with her and Janae really took up like the la- the first like 3 to 4 episodes of this season where Janae that was like the first fumble she's had since she's returned to the challenge with telling Kellyanne, oh, I have your back, and then immediately betraying her. Like, th- th- that was just a total fumble by John A, and it just proved that John A is good, you know, she can be a challenge champion. She proved that in All-Stars, getting the number one, you know, female in all three seasons, but in none of those seasons was she did she have power this early on. And I think that she can't be a front runner. She can't have that power too early on. She's got to get it like somewhere in the middle or towards the end because having it early on, she didn't know what to do with herself. Here is our draft list here. So we haven't, we haven't updated. All right. So Naya's gone. That was a, a share pick. Naya's gone. Rodrigo. He's got to be somewhere down here. That was SP three pick gone. Wes, poor Wes. Wes gone. All of our first round is knocked out, by the way. Uh, Zara. Zara's gone. Jeanne's gone due to injury. Um, Ben. Yeah, Ben. That's it. Bananas out. Uh, Justine. Just out right there. Is that Harlem? Yes. I love it. (laughs) Ben High, gone, and Jody. Where's Jody? Jody, I got Jody. Round three. Oh, okay. I see. Jody, gone, and uh, Amber, gone. God damn, I don't have anything left. Oh my goodness. Doing halfway decent here. You're doing really? very well. I got all I got is Emily, Theo, yeah, who do you Troy and Kellyanne? Kelly, thank God you're, for I, Kellyanne. Okay. Yeah, Kelly, Kellyanne's doing well. Kellyanne's doing well. I'm glad Casey got to stay. Uh it looks yo, like she can we this, yo, yo, this was the other part of this last episode <laughs> I wanted to talk about because Amber is a goddamn saint. For yes. her to give up her spot to one of the people that has made her challenge life a living hell in KC, she's got a heart of gold. Like that was that was the most selfless decision for her partner Troy that I've that I've seen it on the challenge because KC is a person that absolutely did not deserve the grace in class that Amber has. KC has been a part of that Big Brother ridiculously vacation alliance with Josh and Fessy that has that has been targeting 
Amber been saying, oh, she's too nice. Oh, she, she's too nice. She's faking. She's fake. And all this other nonsense. When she gave up her spot because she knew that something wasn't right. And it's revealed, you know, she was, I, I said it from the beginning when we were talking about it. I was like, yeah, she's pregnant. But <laughs> I was like, I don't know when she finds out. But eventually she did find out, yo, Casey, you didn't deserve that. You did not no. earn that. You did not deserve Amber to be that nice to you. Okay, let's not hate. Let's not uh, just because you don't have her on your team, SP3. This is clearly hating because you did not Listen, draft Casey. And if you even did, if you would you would be fine with this. Chair, even if that lawn chair was on my team, I would still say the same thing. She is very. How do I put this nicely? useless on the <laughs> she's a lawn chair that's what she, she is she's a very for, athletic lawn chair you forget with a good social game you forget the she's there so yeah. often it, she seems likable enough she's the lawn of. chair that you walk off and leave at the baseball field because you forgot that you brought it she she's just, yeah very forgettable maybe forgettable is better than useless but just forgettable on on so much of this. Yeah. Just it's like, oh, oh yeah, Casey, she's good. She everyone respects her and seems to, you know, through through Nani and stuff, they seem to like her because everyone likes Nani and everything. But it's like, man, if Casey's not on this show, do you really do you do do you notice at all? I mean, last season with her her brother, whoever the hell it was. Kenny, Kenny. Yeah, with, honestly, with Ruby, he, he was more of a lawn chair than Casey. I swear, it's got to be something like, in their genetics. <laughs> I swear, I swear, she was like, you know what? There's probably other people I could pick who could be like a ride or die for me. But let me go with my brother. Be like, y'all think I'm bad? Y'all think like <laughs> I bring nothing to this show? Look how bad this guy. That, I really, is. yeah, I really think that she tried to make herself look better bringing yeah. him on right. and it didn't help it just made them both look bad that family uh, and i'm sure that they're all very nice people not on the challenge yeah. like yeah. i mean you gotta have your your gameplay on the show you know like bananas sucks on and off the challenge but you have to, like most of these people are not terrible people but oh my god, buy a personality. Fake it. Do something. Like oh my gosh. I can't. It's, uh, it's not it's not great with with her. She's sticking around. I'm happy about that for my for my fantasy team that is hey, very I'm happy about it because I got Troy. So. Yeah, true, true. <laughs> Anything else from, from the challenge that you wanna hit on sp3 we did get the trivia contest this past week always one of the best ones where they they pull yes. the ripcord on it people get to fall as well tj cackling tj loves it oh it's <laughs> it's so good it's this so one good. i i like the concept of they had like what 10 strings to pull yeah i think it's five i think it's five. Oh, it was like five yeah. and you just you just had you couldn't pull the right one because the right one would just make you drop i felt so bad for jody and uh ben ha who just kept picking the the, the wrong one they never even got a chance to answer a trivia question 
because well, they would get picked and then pull the wrong one. Um, but I'll, I'll give it up for Tristan. For someone who was a part of that whole three-way of people that were sick at the beginning of the episode with Ben being the worst. That's why he get, he had to leave this episode and then, uh, you know, Amber being pregnant, she had to leave and gave her spot up to Casey, who didn't deserve it. Tristan <laughs> sticked around, sticked around because of Kaz, and, and he totally proved himself to be a genius at trivia. This man's answering what's the name of a of a of a doctor of birds. I was like, I was like, man, this guy with he's on like 50% and he's delivering in this challenge. I would just like to say for those that don't know, patient zero in the sickness was bananas. He was the one who had it and got everyone else sick. Oh, you, you for real? Yep. Oh man, that's that's even worse. I he's, he's gone. He said, "Why are we blaming Johnny Bananas? He got eliminated." We listen, we, didn't, we haven't talked about this. Go ahead, go ahead, share. Listen, when you're that old, you're more susceptible to getting sick. He got it, and then he gave it all to the young, healthy people on the show. Poor Ben. And, and, and it is very accurate. I Immediately when you said that, I was like, that makes sense. Because he was talking to Ben a few episodes ago. <laughs> That's probably the exact instant when he gave it to him. Probably. Also, I um, was advertising our interview with Mark Long and all of the challenge Facebook groups that I'm in. Thank so. you. Thank <laughs> you. got to write more wrestling articles on, on Mark Long. We we uh, we haven't talked about this on air, but SP3 and I would talked a little bit about it off air. Um, Banana is getting eliminated, and how they had to match up the the board there with the barrels and everything. The look on his face when they did not tell him that the the sun was smiling and they had the frowny sun out on the barrel up there. He's like, you guys knew, you you guys knew what was wrong. You didn't say anything. He was so salty. He's like, you motherfuckers no didn't him. help me win again. Are you kidding? Yeah. Me? <laughs> I I I put this in our in our in our group chat when Wes got eliminated, and now I believe it even more that Bananas gone. They're gonna find a way to get these people back on this show. It's not like they're going super early in the game, but they're going about halfway through. And that's pretty early for the the caliber of Wes and Bananas. They're gonna yeah. they're gonna find a way. To get them back, I don't know how they do it. Feel like it's happening. Wouldn't surprise I me. I don't think so because I think this this season is only supposed to go twelve episodes. So we only got we only got four episodes left. I think they're just gonna go ahead, and there's enough drama already with with the teams left, especially there with is. with Tori and and Danny, which might be the worst team they they ever assembled. In a challenge, like they can, Tori hates this whole concept of elimination. She hates it. She literally, oh my god, this past episode. So let me let me talk about this past. I'm sorry, Jeremy. I I have you're good. Uh, she burned vote on herself. She burned vote on herself because she has too many alliances. She won't vote for Jordan. She literally, KC, voted for her. And she was like, I can't vote for KC. And Danny is so fed up with her. He, he, he actually put out 
on his social media the real conversation that happened that didn't air on the episode. And he said that her reasoning for not wanting to vote for Casey, because Danny tells her, Casey just voted for her. We have to vote for them to not do a stalemate. And he, she's like, Casey gave me $50,000. I can't vote for her. And Danny's like, I'll give you $50,000. Where's my wallet? <laughs> Like what a flex, by the way. Just like give me my wallet. I'll give you fifty thousand right now. Truly, this man's been in the NFL and he won season one of the USA. He he probably got it. He probably got it. Like yo, like yo, Tori is just like she's really hit that wall of she's she's willing to put her friendship in front of her own game. She's literally sabotaging herself to for for just a couple of friends she can't she doesn't yes. know how to distinguish between the game and reality and that's an issue but and that's, that's the, and that's the issue that everybody said Kara had at war of the worlds too and now Corey's here and we already know she's gonna be on the usa season so we have to deal with this bullshit again i think it was jimmy that tweeted about it and she said like so many of these people are trying to make this a career they're not trying to win a season and people like tori who instead of focusing on winning that season are like okay but i can't screw over this person because then maybe in three seasons they'll have my fate in their hands and then and they're not playing to win they're playing for the longevity and for the booking fee of being brought on to a season. And it's like, that doesn't make it enjoyable to watch that, that like you can have one or two people that you're like, absolutely. I will never screw this person over. You know, like you can have those people, you can't have 15 of them that it doesn't work that way. And the fact that Tori is fake as fuck, like, that that makes it more difficult to believe any of the things that she's saying too and i've loved that danny has been so out there on twitter like no i'm not doing and people are telling him like that he's wrong and he's like excuse me <laughs> like what i've loved it i've loved watching it the the fact that sarah who was like Everyone hated her personality on USA season. And she literally during the, the the voting just went up and like, Tori, like, we understand it's hard, but you need to actually play the game you continue to sign up for. I nearly died. I nearly died because it was like, yo, she just hit you with the truth. Like, you sign up for this game. Play the damn game. When Jordan Jordan is the one that's like, yo, just vote for somebody. You're going to make it a, a stalemate. Vote for somebody. He was like, yeah. she's my friend too, and I voted for her. Yes, it was hard, but do it. And it's a game. But this is, it is, this what, is what it is. This is what always seems to happen is you have these people who cannot separate game from reality, and you also have these people. This is the, the bananas effect to me. Of not the game separating from reality. I mean, bananas plays the damn game. He doesn't give a shit about personal yeah. relationships. But the bananas effect of long-term storytelling. Mm-hmm. Of hey, if I try to like, I'll just keep being invited back for season after season. But to bananas credit, 
bananas got that way because he just played the damn game and he wasn't afraid yeah. to just burn shit down and so that's why he kept coming back these other people now are not doing that and they're just like oh i want to come back or i think i'm just going to keep coming back and so i don't want to burn this person in case we come back together where get bananas is like they're gonna keep bringing me back because i'm gonna keep creating some drama and yeah shit. and i'll bananas be the most hated person drama. and, that's and maybe like he's like okay well i won't screw over leroy yeah right, you you gotta have and your that's, friend I that's mean, like his one person you know that and before like, leroy it was kenny and evan exactly had, and with and, wes wes always causes drama but he would never screw over nehemiah or brad Exactly. Like, you can have one or two people. The issue that has made the challenge really un unwatchable in the last couple of seasons, especially since Double Agents, is that this what started off as the three-headed monster of Big Brother that Devin hated in Double Agents of Casey, Josh, and Fessy has now become this vacation alliance that now includes Nani and Devin and Tori and bananas and Jordan. Mm -hmm. And it's like grows and grows and grows to the point that the game is not watchable. And they just, they get rid of anyone who's new and interesting and wants to cause issues. They get rid of them because their alliance is just like half of the fucking house. And it, it's yeah. not enjoyable to watch. But it this season not. has been enjoyable to watch because you have Danny and Sarah and Emily who are just like, no, we're creating our own MVP alliance and we're going to go against y'all. We don't, we want to play the actual game that we grew up watching and wanted to be on this show while y'all are worried about season 40 on MTV. Yeah, and it's annoying that MTV knows this and they continue to cast these people all on the same season every time. Like, break them up a little bit at least. Put half of them on one season and the other half on the next season because it's just frustrating <laughs> to watch. And, like, I get it. I get that these people, you're with them a ton. You don't want them to hate you. If they don't understand that this is a game they don't need to be coming on the show. That's all there is to it. Like, I'm sorry if we had a freaking thing that was everybody that had podcasts on Fightful. I love all of y'all, but I need money. So, you know, like, I wouldn't be mad at any of you for putting me in an elimination. Like, you have families to take care of. You know what I mean? Like, I oh, think no. that... I'd be super irritated at both of you if you threw me in. I thought we were supposed to stick together. <laughs> we're we're an alliance. We're an alliance. We, Don't worry. we are an alliance. But <laughs> if we get down to the end, I'm not sacrificing myself for you. Like exactly. <laughs> and I wouldn't expect either of you to sacrifice yourself for me. Like that that just doesn't make any sense. Now, Sean, I'm throwing him in first thing. <laughs> oh yeah. But we, we, we all we all come in. All our different alliances. Sean is the Johnny Bananas. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's throwing your shot. <laughs> yeah, he's out. But like I mean, I just I think a lot of it is so many of these people are like immature and they've never been in the real world. Not like a joke because, you know, the real world. Sure, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like Tori's been on TV since she was a child basically. Like, she started doing these shows very young, and she's continued to do them since then. They have no concept of the real world. They don't know, like, what a real... Her and Anissa would not be friends 
if they were not jammed into the show together like those they have nothing alike except that they're both fake like <laughs> you know Anissa thinks she's the realest person in the world but whatever <laughs> like I don't know the show makes me mad also this is a different topic but I just remembered our dear friend sp3 finally watched love is blind yeah where are you at on on love is blind sp3 so me and the missus were watching it and my missus fell asleep so the last episode i i stopped on because well, i was like, i was like i no i was like i was like nah i can't i can't watch this she's got to see this because i was getting upset it, it's jackie Jackie going out on a coffee date with Josh when she's supposed to go to her wedding dress fitting. I was like, no, no, I'm getting upset. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I gotta, I gotta stop this. I gotta watch this with the missus. I was like, no, because I literally the night before I stopped it when Zach was asking Bliss to get married, and she was like, she woke up and she was like, oh, where, where did we live off? I was like, I had to end it because you need to see this. And then we watched that last night, and she was like. What? Don't do it. <laughs> he, 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 did, he didn't pick you. He did. My, my lord, I had to message y'all. First, Listen. I had to message y'all with Zach saying, and I was just like, oh my god, I see what y'all was talking about. This is the most cringeworthy moment ever. And it's then the second so time, uncomfortable. The, the more uncomfortable was Zach meeting Irina. Oh my god, I... I me and the missus are both like, oh, I feel so, I feel so embarrassed. I feel so cringe. Like she does not fuck with that man. Like she immediately was not attracted to him. I'm sorry, but if I meet my fiance for the first time, I'm not telling him he looks like a fucking cartoon character. <laughs> he was like, I don't know if that's a compliment or not. And then she kept being like, Why are you looking at me? Like, like well, what? You don't, you don't blink much, do you? <laughs> I was like, you don't believe. <laughs> she was like, and then he's kissing her at the pool party. She's like, ew. I was like, what? what? When he said, "Can I have a kiss?" and she said, "How about a hug for now?" Bitch, you're engaged to this man. <laughs> you just said yes. He put a ring on it, and you said yes. Why what? are you? Why are you this way? And she was horrible in the pods too. Horrible. She, horrible. Her the and, and Micah. Her yeah. and Micah were the like worst. the mean girls. Yeah. They were they like were. the mean girls. It was like other ridiculous. people would be upset and they were making dirty faces at them. Yeah, and laughing things. at them. Yeah. yeah, like they were they were both just awful. And I, look, it was I, it was obvious she was so much younger than everybody else, too. I still can't believe this woman admitted to him. I forgot your birthday. Like I just just And he still picked her. And he still picked her. No. And he still picked it. The other what ones in there fucking bacon cupcakes for him. And he still picks her. And I'm sorry. I have been the second choice for someone before. Not on live or reality TV, whatever. Don't say yes! Like, what? Don't say yes. You will, you will never be able to let that down. You'll never be able to let that down. He I was like, the, it, he picked the bitch over you that you said that will tell me a lot about who yes. you are as a person. And then you like, what? Ugh. 
it was it was like and it was like the i i don't remember like the the first season very well but i don't remember back-to-back things where someone was between two people and i was like they made the wrong choice immediately micah Mm -hmm. choosing paul over kwame i immediately was like that was the wrong choice I was like, that was the wrong choice immediately. Because y'all were vibing so much better, you and Kwame, than than uh you and Paul were. I don't I don't even I I don't even remember how it made she changed her choice to Paul and then just rejected Kwame the way she did. And then but Zach, Zach choosing uh Irina over Bliss was just like it was mind-bogglingly like, oh my god, this is the worst decision I've ever seen on this show. It was embarrassing. Very bad. It's very bad. Uh, oh, Trey saying who's the girl that broke off the engagement and kept the ring. That was um, um the one that he was saying was pissing him off because he went on. She went on the coffee date. Yeah, Jackie. Oh. Jackie. Yes, I forget these people's names. I do um, too. Yeah. <laughs> yes, and I really like Jackie to begin with. Like I did too. Started in the pods. I was like, she is so pretty. She seems like as normal as you can be being on this show, and then. She just got weirder and weirder and weird, and then it was just like I mean, I felt so bad when she was saying, "Oh, I'm usually attracted to the exact opposite of him. I would never go for him in the real world." And then, like me and the missus, when we saw that, I was like, "Oh, that's the red herring. This ain't gonna work." No. Was, that was the red herring. Like what? And why would you say that? You could have just been like, "Oh, he's usually not my type, but I'm. I love him." What? Like, why would you say? Y'all are embarrassing yourselves. <laughs> like, I can't. Let us know when you catch up fully on it, SP3, because there's more, more stupidity to come on on this season. The reunion is something that. Largely bad reasons that uh, they better ever do another damn live reunion again. It was terrible live. It was terrible, and not having Jackie there didn't hurt. Didn't help the reunion either because she just she was able to get away with too much. Yeah, way way too much. Anything else we need to hit here, lady and gent? Uh, I don't think so. Um, did you catch my kid trolling me on our first episode of our show? No. What what happened? Um, so Reed, you've met Reed, so you understand. Um, he's an asshole. Um, through the entire show, he kept saying, like, so we kind of just did like an introductory. So I'm like asking them who their favorite wrestlers are and what their favorite wrestling show that we've gone to and stuff is. Reed just makes every answer about Hulk Hogan to piss me off. And then he would look at me to see what my reaction would be. And I told him before we started that he couldn't say, cause he gets in trouble for saying D's nuts all the time. So I told him that he couldn't say that. So he was mouthing it into the camera. I look over and he's going, into the camera and i'm like cool (laughs) yeah and my one of my friends watched it and she was like your kids are so opposite like camden's (laughs) there and reed's so fucking chaotic and i'm like i know (laughs) 
but he loves being in front of the camera. He was all about it. And he's like, when can we film another one? I'm like, well, we have <laughs> much a week's worth of wrestling before we can film another one. That sounds That's awesome. Watching I a love week's, it. week's worth of wrestling. Uh, cool. We watched like 30 minutes of Raw. That'll That's enough. Yeah, we, oh, the I got the, the kids doing a bit to piss off the wife of like, how many royal families are there in wrestling? And they go, more than one. She <laughs> like the Cody Rhodes thing. So Cody's on the TV last night and the, the kids come in and they're, they're like, mom, do you like that guy? And she's like, ah, I'm like, that's the more than one guy right there. And they're like, oh, that's the more than one guy. And they'll forget this next week. They're like, we like him. They're like, mom, why don't you like, why don't you like him? Why don't you like the more than one guy? She just more than him. one. Yeah, the more than one guy. Yeah, my kids. That's Cody uh, Rose's new name. Reed argued with me that Cody won at WrestleMania, and I'm like, okay, but who walked out with the belt? And he's like, but that doesn't matter because they cheated, and they like kept going on and on and on about it. And I'm like, okay, I can't do this with you. Like, <laughs> train. Here, oh my God. Yes, Ron Strowman train. <laughs> More than one. More than one guy. That, that's his name. That's the more than one guy. Yeah, me. Reed, who's your favorite wrestler? Reed. Hulk Hogan. Little fucking <laughs> I'm getting so pissed off. Literally, when I ended the video, I'm like staring into the camera. Just my soul has left my body because I was getting so mad. And then he's like, hold on. I'll show you how he does a leg drop and like gets up to do a leg drop. I'm like, that's hilarious. <laughs> you and I can do can do leg drops. Uh, I, I infamously did the psychosis leg drop, so we can we can do some some leg drops together. There you go. There you go. I about power bombed him in a restaurant. Who who did who who were Sean and I beating up at the hotel? Uh, they were, they're both kicking us. Yeah, they're both kicking, but it was Reed because Reed yeah. doesn't stop. Yeah. Like you could beat Reed's ass and he's coming back from He doesn't stop. Yeah, Sean all. and I are about to put him through one of those tables at the hotel. Yeah. Um when I took them to Lexington one time last year, I don't remember what it was for. Sean, we were eating outside at a restaurant and Sean kept throwing them over the railing and telling yes. they were eliminated from yeah, the Royal Rumble. Yeah. <laughs> <That> <laughs> I'm crying right now because Mrs. Jeremy just messaged me. I just saw it. She said, I turned on FMC at 8.42 and you were just oh, going yes. off. She was like, did you start at 8.30 and you just were going? <laughs> she was like, I went all the way to Walmart at 8.47 and you were still going. <laughs> he, I, I messaged, I messaged her because she, she had to, take the kids to school and i was like sp3 is on one and <laughs> she's like i was just texting i turned on at 8 42 and he was going has he been going since 8 30 like we did start a little bit late but like that was still legitimately like nine minutes like what nine minutes to open this oh sp3 is very excited that the lakers are up three to one so he did a whole a whole sermon on, on the <laughs> lakers. And i'm not i'm not lying 
that was a sermon with a musical interlude and everything. I am not lying. Did you guys stop for a prayer? Did you take a collection? SB3 took everybody to church. Oh, that's the next week. That's next. That's next. I'm week. telling. If we get the job done, you you just called it, chair. You just called I it. Am, the collections. I'm telling you, if the Lakers win first round, I have no idea what's going to happen. They win the title. This show is. I'm not going to be here. Magic Johnson. <laughs> I'm not going to be here. I'm going to just let SB3 cook. Let let him let him take everybody to church. Send him the link. Put him on the stream. Yep. That's what's going to happen. That's that's 100% what's going to happen. I will not appear. If the Los Angeles Lakers win the 2023 NBA championship, you will not see me on the – and you know what we'll even do? I, this might actually be a little bit more difficult because my schedule is stupid now. I was going to say, like, we will do a show the day after they win. So if they win on a, if they win on a Tuesday, nobody has to wait a week for for sb3 to to do it like we will do a show the day after even if we got to do a special episode at like five o'clock or something if, if it's on a wednesday or whatever we'll we'll figure it out if we the will lakers win preach. the title yeah we're just gonna let it and i'm not gonna show up i'll, I'll be backstage i'm just gonna let sb3 go <laughs> that's right. gonna be the whole well, that's gonna be the whole show for three hours <laughs> go as long as you want i don't give a shit as long as you want oh man that was great <laughs> that, that popped me that message just popped me <laughs> uh share delaware where can the people find you at you can find me on the twitter at share delaware and we recorded strong style last week so it should be up at some point uh, i i thought it was going to be up on sunday this was not a jeremy lambert call somebody did this when whenever you tell Sean like, hey, I don't know where it's at, tell him don't blame me. I thought it was gonna be up on Sunday. I don't know. All I do is show up to record and send all of the pictures because I can't be trusted to edit it. So I'll 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 talk to Joel. But literally the pictures just have to be inserted. Yeah. Well hopefully he he gets that figured out because it needs to go up probably tomorrow at the, the very latest. I think Tim edits it. So that well, may- regardless, whoever edits it, it should go up tomorrow at the very least. Okay. I did apologize to everyone for it being late. So, you know. What but you I did. also went off. You got a on, life, Cher Delaware. I went off on like a 10-minute thing about how Carmel is like the only person that has actual style that doesn't have to have a stylist. So. <laughs> it's true. Seems accurate. Uh, SV3, where can the people find you at? You can find me in St. Louis rolling on doves, smoking on doves. Roll, roll, um, no, you can find oh, me. You got to get the lyrics right. <laughs> That's how you can find me. <laughs> you got to get the lyrics right. You can, you can find me at True Hill SP3. Um, I think I got an interview coming up uh, this coming week on True Hill Heat, so stay tuned for that. You can go over, subscribe to that YouTube channel. And coming soon to Fightful Overbooked, me and Shares, One Tree Hill, Tearless. We're doing it this week. We're filming it this week. It's dropping soon. Trust me. We are. There we go. All right. Uh, everybody, keep supporting everything we're doing here at Fightful Overbooked. We have a lot going on. A lot going on. Um, 
it'll be a new, new episode of New Japan Bread Club later on this afternoon with Matt and Karen. That'll be up, yes, later on this afternoon in the weeds, live every Monday, Wednesday, Friday with myself and Joel Pearl. Last week, we interviewed Deanna Perrazzo. This week, we interviewed Steve Macklin. We have an interview with Josh Bishop as well, working on some other stuff for this week that's did you uh, ask, draft. Did you interview Steve Macklin after our interview with um, uh, Mark? Yes, and we didn't. So I'll tell you all fair. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I should have asked about that, but I'll tell you all fair. Um, but yes, we, we interviewed... That was hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We we interviewed Macklin yesterday, uh, and of course we we interviewed Mark Long last week. But the Mark Long interview went up yesterday, so everybody, please check that out as oh, well. Yeah. Really fun time uh, with Mark Long. A lot of stuff going on here on Five Flavor Books. We got new stuff every single day. Yes, coexisting with Rob and Maggie on Fridays. Tag talk with uh, Haley and Kylie on Mondays, and it's just just stuff every day. All right, everybody, just keep it locked here. Go to Fightful.com. Go to FightfulSelect.com and subscribe. We'll be back. Newsworthy is canceled. Uh, Joel Joel and I used to record that show uh, Friday morning. And now, of course, we do In the Weeds Friday morning. And I only want to do – I already do three shows with Joel Pearl. I do not need to do more with him. So we, we talk about the news now Monday, Wednesday, Friday. We don't need to do Newsworthy. If there's something that I want sure. to talk about on – that from like an article that I've written, I'll just talk about it on in the weeds. So we're no, we're no longer doing newsworthy. Maybe we do it as like a once a month type thing just to, you know, for the nostalgia act of it. But yeah, that's, that's not going to be weekly anymore. Uh, yeah, Joel and I do three shows a week now. It, I don't feel like anybody will miss newsworthy. It was a fun show, but I don't feel like anybody will miss it with all the other stuff we got going on. All right, everybody. Thanks for joining us. We'll be back next week. SB3 will have a new uh, new sermon to give everybody. Bye, everyone. <laughs>